Wednesday night. Hallelujah. Let's give a good hand count for Brother Rouse and his family. She comes to this pulpit tonight. God bless him. I wonder, would you give the Lord a good hand clap of praise all across the house? I wonder, would you lift your voice with your hand clap? Come on, anybody glad to be in his house tonight? Oh, there's no place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, I wonder, could you lift your voice like a trumpet? God, you're faithful. God, you've been good to us, Lord. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody ever tried him and found him to be faithful? Amen. Have you ever tasted of his goodness and found it to be good? Amen. There's truly, surely, not a doubt in my mind, there is nobody like King Jesus. Amen. There's no friend like him. Amen. There's no father like him. And there's no savior like him. As a matter of fact, he's the only savior. Beside him, there is no savior. Amen. So if you need saving, he's your savior. Amen. He's your only option. He's your only choice. Amen. He'll bring you through. He'll bring you out. Amen. He'll put your foot on a rock, give you joy, give you peace, give you strength. Amen. We serve an awesome God, a mighty God, and what an honor and a privilege it is to be here in the house of the Lord. Give honor uh, to Pastor Moore and Sister Moore. Amen. Don't take it lightly to be here, but I'm just thankful. And I just believe that it's God's will for us to leave here tonight different than the way we come. Anybody else believe that tonight? Amen. No matter what you come here feeling like, I believe you can leave here knowing that God has you in the palm of his hand, knowing that God is working on, in your favor, working on your behalf. Amen. Knowing he is able to do anything. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Exodus chapter 3, beginning with verse number 13. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, beginning with verse number 13. Amen. So good to have my family with me tonight. Amen. I was in Springfield, Missouri, by myself for like 10 days, amen, and I found out real quick that is not the will of God for my life, amen, glad to be home with my family, and uh, I almost cried a couple times, but I was all right, amen, I had to, I had to be a big boy, amen, but just so thankful uh, for God's hand, God's provision, and I know that he's working. I know that he's on the move. Anybody believe that? Amen. We don't serve a God that's setting still, but we serve a God that's on the move, a God that's moving, a God that's working. He's creating and he's orchestrating. Amen. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 says, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, or say to me, rather, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I, ha I am hath sent me unto you. What God was trying to get across was I am the same today as I was back then. Amen. I do not change, but I am consistent. I am that I am. And God said uh, moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers. Notice he keeps repeating himself. The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, 
of Isaac and of Jacob appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt and unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, God was not ignorant to the fact that there was already people dwelling in that land. But he said, nevertheless, I'm going to bring you into that land and I'm going to give it to you for possession. And it's a land that flows with milk and honey. Amen. If you would, real quickly, Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. Amen. Luke 24, verse 49. It says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of, Jer of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Would you stretch your hands up toward heaven all across this sanctuary right now? I wonder, would you ask the Lord to touch your heart, touch your mind? Oh, God, I open up myself to you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would come and move and work in our lives, God. And on every ear to hear your word tonight, God. Lord, I pray, oh, God, that you would find some ground that you could work with and that you, uh, you could use, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that there would be something that would happen in somebody's life, God. Uh, Lord, that would forever change them. Touch them with your power, with your spirit, God. Uh, Lord Jesus, I humbly come before you. I pray that you'd enter me of myself, uh, my own ideas, my own opinions. I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, I admit my dependence upon you, Lord. Uh, use me as a tool, as an instrument in the palm of your hand, God. Uh, Lord, uh, we know that it is your anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage. Uh, God, we know that it is your anointing, God, Lord, that breaks every chain, God, that lifts every burden uh, off the shoulders of your people, God. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd come and move and work in this house tonight, God. Bind up the brokenhearted uh, and set every captive soul free, Lord. Uh, there is nothing too hard for you, nothing that you cannot accomplish in this house, God. Uh, Lord, call someone out of darkness into your marvelous light. Open up the prison doors to those that are bound, God. Uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said it was because uh, of your anointing. I want one more time. Would you put your hands together? I wonder, would you shout into God with a voice of triumph? God, we need you. God, I glorify your holy name. Oh, I wonder, would you really reach out to him right now? God, we need you in this sanctuary. God, we need you in this house, Lord. There's nobody like you, Jesus. Oh, come on, how many needs him tonight? God, I stand in need of you right now. Oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for your touch, God. Lord, I thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you tonight about a, a simple thought the Lord's laid on my heart. Amen. Gifts and giants. Amen. Gifts and giants. Amen. It's important. It was very important to God for the children of Israel to know who he was. It was important to him to uh, really reach out to them and let them know uh, who he was and that he desired a relationship with them uh, and that he desired to move and to work and to operate in their lives. Uh, many years had gone by. Many years had come and gone since uh, uh, the children of Israel had been serving in bondage and in slavery. Uh, it was 430 years uh, up to this point and uh, no doubt all they had were hand-me-down stories 
uh, about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So much time had gone by. Uh, oh, I'm sure maybe there was great-grandmothers or great-grandfathers uh, uh, that still held on to the stories of, of how that God had done a work in Abraham's life and how God had worked in Isaac and in Jacob. Uh, oh, but now there is a generation that has come uh, and all they have is stories of how it used to be and how they used to possess the land of Canaan, but now all they know is bondage uh, and slavery. Now all they know is affliction. Uh, but God wanted them to know that I'm still the same today uh, as I ever was. I am the God of Abraham. Uh, I am the God of Isaac, and I am the God of Jacob. Uh, I am that I am. This is my memorial uh, unto all generations. Uh, what God was trying to let them know is I have not changed, uh, but I can be your God just like I was Abraham's God. Uh, I can be your God just like I was Isaac's God. Uh, I can be your God just like I was Jacob's God. Uh, he was saying, I want you to understand, uh, I'm coming to bring you out. Uh, I'm coming to deliver you. Uh, I'm coming to bring you into a land that flows uh, with milk and honey. Uh, he wanted them to reach out uh, and grab a hold of who he was. Uh, and I tell you, if he was once a healer, uh, he's always a healer. Uh, if he was once a deliverer, uh, he's always a deliverer. Uh, if he made a way once, uh, he can make a way again. Uh, God cannot uh, and will not change. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! He said, I'm bringing you into this land, and it flows with milk and honey. This was the land that I promised to your fathers. This is the land that I promised to their seed and their generations after them. And I've heard your cry. I've seen your affliction. I see what's going on in your life. And I'm sending a message of deliverance to call you out from where you are into the place of promise that I have for you, into the gift that I've laid out for you. Oh, it's yours for the taking. And I'm going to give it to you. I know that there's people that dwell there. I know that there's going to be people that try to oppose what I'm doing in your life. Oh, but nevertheless, I'm giving you this land that flows with milk and honey. Oh, I'm going to tell you tonight, I, I know that when we make our way out of Egypt, a lot of times we immediately feel beat down and we feel like, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I didn't know it was going to be like this. Can I tell you why, that's it? why that is? It's because there's an adversary that does not want you to walk in the gifts and in the promise of God, but he wants to try to convince you it's never going to work out for you. It's never going to pan out for you. But I'm here to serve the devil notice tonight. If God said we can overcome, then we will overcome. If God said we can have revival, then we will have revival. If God said we can have breakthrough, then we will have breakthrough. We don't have to come part way and give up. We don't have to come oh, just some distance and then throw in the towel. But we can have everything that God has for us. Hallelujah. Woo. All it was was story. But now God's making it real to them. God is saying what I did for them I want to do in your generation. What I did for your forefathers I want to do for you. And he brings them out of Egypt with a high hand. He brings them out in victory. 
He brings them out into a mighty de deliverance. Uh, and he brings them across the Red Sea. And uh, he finally brings them up to the edge of the Jordan River. Uh, and there Moses gets a man from each tribe and sends them out to spy out the land. Uh, and says, I want you to tell me about the land. Tell me about the cities. Uh, and tell me about the fruit and the people that dwell therein. Uh, and so these 12 spies make their way across the Jordan uh, uh, to spy out and see this land that God had promised unto them. And in Numbers chapter 13, verse 22, it says, And they ascended by the south and came unto Hebron, where Hymen and Shishai and Telmai, the children of Anak, were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Now this scripture by itself, you might be wondering what's the, the, the importance or the significance of this scripture. Oh, but it lets us know that the spies made their way by Hebron. And they made their way by this place where Abraham once dwelled, and where Abraham once had his dwelling. As a matter of fact, right outside of Hebron, there was a place called Machpelah, and there at Machpelah there was this cave, or as a matter of fact, the cave itself was called Machpelah, and there Abraham and Sarah were buried, and there Isaac and Rebekah were buried, and there Jacob and Leah were buried. All right here was the testimony. Right here was the proof that they needed, that surely this this is just like God said it was going to be. It's not just stories now, but we can see this is where our forefathers were buried. This is where our ancestors once lived and once possessed this land. And right there, they should have had enough encouragement to know, hey, God is in this thing and God is working in our lives. But I want to tell you how the devil likes to work. He likes to put giants close by to the gifts and the promises of God in your life and he likes for those giants to try to intimidate you and convince you that you cannot overcome and that you cannot do it. They were placed there to distract them from the gift of God. Can I tell you your gift from God is always greater than your adversary. The gift of God is always bigger than your giant. It doesn't matter what he tries to tell you. It doesn't matter what he tries to do in your life. The promise of God. you got to let it win out in your spirit. you got to let it win out in your mind. Woo! Oh, to them. Right there before them was proof, was the evidence. This isn't just something that somebody made up. Oh, but this is real. And can I tell you there's enough evidence in this house tonight to tell you that this is real. This ain't just something that we made up. This ain't just something that we uh, uh, dreamed up one night, but the power of the Holy Ghost is real. Uh, you know why? Because you can feel it uh, when you begin to call on his name. Uh, you can feel it when you begin to lift your hands and worship. Uh, oh, I've come to tell somebody uh, the gift of God is greater uh, than what you're up against right now. Uh, the gift of God is greater uh, than that roadblock that's trying to turn you around. Uh, the gift of God is greater uh, than what's trying to stop you uh, right where you are. Uh, don't stop now. But make up your mind. I don't just want to look at it. I don't want to just have a feeling about it. But I want to possess it. I want to grab onto it and never let it go. I want it to become part of me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There, the giants were there to distract them from the testimonies of God. To distract them 
from the goodness of God. And in Numbers chapter 13, verse 26 to 28, it says, And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, and to the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, and to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Can I tell you the ten spies uh, that that came back with a bad report? They could not deny that the fruit was just like God said it was going to be. They could not deny that surely it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. And they even had the proof of it with them. They said, look, here's the fruit you can see for yourself. Oh, but then it's like they automatically change. They flip right in the middle of the testimony that they're given. And they say, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And let me tell you, there's giants there. There's things there that are bigger than us. There's obstacles there that we can never overcome. Why? Oh, they saw that the fruit was good, but the giants were there to distract them from the fruit of the land. The giants were there to intimidate them and to try to convince them, you don't really want what God said you could have. You don't really want to walk in the promises of God. Think about all the giants you're going to have to overcome. Think about all the battles you're going to have to win if you're going to live in the promise of God. Think about all the prayers you're going to have to pray. Think about all the sacrifices you're going to have to make. Oh, I've come to shake somebody in the house of the Lord tonight and tell you it's worth whatever giant you've got to kill. It's worth whatever obstacle you've got to lay down in the name of Jesus. It's time that you make up your mind. I want the gifts of God. I want the promises of God more than anything else in my Oh, I wonder what you lift your voice all across this house. Oh, it's easy. Oh, it's easy when things are, uh, when it looks like everything's laid out just right. Uh, Oh, but as soon as the pressure gets on, uh, that's where we got to really make up our minds. Uh, Hey, am I sold out to this thing or not? Uh, Is my mind made up or not? Uh, Am I really tired of living in bondage or not? Uh, Am I really tired uh, of what sin is causing in my life? Uh, Am I really ready for a change? Uh, Am I really ready for the gifts of God uh, to move in my life? Hallelujah. Can I tell you? Jesus told him, he said, you know what? You're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He said, you tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Oh, can I tell you, there was some that heard that that didn't make it all the way. There was some that heard that that didn't last until the Holy Ghost was poured out. 
Oh, because there was things that distracted them from the gift of God. There was things that distracted them from the promises of God. Oh, but for that 120 that made up their minds, hey, we're not going anywhere until the gift comes. We're not going anywhere until we see the promise of God fulfilled in our lives. I wonder, is there anybody like that here tonight that's got a made-up mind? that said, it doesn't matter how loud the giant's shouting, hey, the name of Jesus is greater. It doesn't matter how hopeless it might look. I'm going to tarry. I'm going to wait until I possess the promise of God. I'm going to wait on Jesus. I said, I'm going to wait on Jesus. Why? Because his promises and his gifts are greater than any giant you're going to face in your life. It's greater than any sin you'll face in your life. It's greater than any trial you'll ever walk through in your life. It's worth, I said, it's worth possessing the promises of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Anak. That word anak means a necklace. As a strangling or a chain. Can I tell you what anak wants to do in your life? He wants to suffocate what God is trying to do in your life. He wants to choke out the promises of God. He wants to convince you that, oh, it might be there. And it might look good, but is it really worth the fight? Is it really worth what you're going to have to go through to get what God has for you? Oh, and he tries to drown out the voice of God. He tries to override the promises and the gifts of God. Oh, he's not denying that they're there, but he's just trying to convince you, is it really worth it? Do you really want to go through all of that to have all the things of God? Oh, God's looking for men and women with a made-up mind that said, hey, give me the gifts of God. I want to walk in the promises of God. I want to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. I want to be able to stand in this last day. I want to be able to stand in this last hour. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to be half-hearted, but I want to have a made-up mind that says if God said we can have it, then we're going to have it. If I got a if I got to walk through the fire to get it, then so be it. If I got to go through the flood to get it, then so be it. God's greater than my giants. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5-7 says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hand. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Paul wanted Timothy to understand. I, I, I know that it's in you. I know you've got some great things on the inside of you. Why? Because you've allowed me to be involved with your life. You've allowed me to put my hands on your life. And I know there's a great faith on the inside of you. Oh, but what I need you to do, Timothy, is I need you to start stirring up that gift. Oh, because there's some fear and there's some things that's trying to intimidate you from being used by God. 
I've come to tell somebody in this house tonight, it's time for you to realize the gift of God is greater than that giant that's trying to tell you, hey, you don't need to step out in faith. Hey, you just need to be quiet for a little while. I wonder what would happen if somebody made up their mind. I'm just going to stir it up. I'm going to make up my mind. If God called me, he has a plan for my life. If God filled me with the Holy Ghost, he's got a work for me to do. And I refuse to be overcome. I refuse. I refuse to be strangled by the lies of hell. I refuse to be suffocated by the giants that want to intimidate me. But I'm going to have a move of God in my life. He got almost shot out of my Hallelujah. Now, now I know we get excited a lot of times about generations. You know, and uh, Timothy, according to what Paul said, we would call him third generation. But can I tell you, it doesn't matter if your mama didn't have it. It doesn't matter if your grandmama didn't have it. All that matters is that you let the man of God have his hands on your life. What matters is that you let the word of God have free course in your life. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who your mama was. It doesn't matter who your daddy was. It doesn't matter where you came from. Hey, can I tell you what matters is that you let God put his man in your life and you let the man of God preach to you and you let the man of God advise you and instruct you. Hey, and then there's going to be some things put on the inside of you that hell can't take from you. Oh, that the adversary can't steal from you. I can rebuke that spirit of fear and tell you God said, I gave you a spirit of power. I gave you the spirit of a sound mind. I gave you something greater than that fear. It's time that you stir it up. It's time that you use it. It's time that you lift your voice and say, I will walk in the gifts of God. I will walk in the promises that God has for me. Oh, you want to shout unto God. Somebody clap your hands in this house. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said, Timothy, it's time. It's time you address that fear in your life. It's time you address that ANAC in your life. And maybe your ANAC's a little bit different than mine. But we all have giants that we face. We all have things that make us feel overwhelmed. We all have things that make us feel like we're at the end of our rope. Oh, but can I tell you, God is able to give you power over whatever you're dealing with in your mind. God's able to give you power over whatever you're dealing with in your body. God's a I said God's able oh, to give you the strength to make it that extra mile. God's able to give you the courage that you need to stand up and say, I might have fell out this time or a few years ago, but this time my mind's made up. I'm going all the way. I said, I'm going all the way. I've come to tell you, I'm preaching against that spirit that says you're just going to keep repeating the same old patterns. And I'm here to tell you, this is your time for breakthrough. This is your time for something new. This is your time to walk in the promise, to walk in the gifts of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. 
I hear it. It's almost as I can hear it in my mind right now. That old giant Anak shouting, Oh, you've done this before. You've done, you've come this far before. But I got you last time and I'm going to get you this time. <laughs> Woo! You're never going to get past this point. Oh, but in the name of Jesus, I'm telling somebody it's time for you to address that in the spirit. Don't just ignore it and push it aside and say, you know what, I'm just going to keep going on. It's time for you to address that in the spirit and say, devil, you may have tripped me up right here before. But this time my mind's made up. Some of you, oh, we talk a lot about having a little talk with Jesus. But some of you need to let the devil know you're not going to trip me up this time. My mind's made up. My foot's on the rock. I see the fruit and I want it. I see the blessing of God and I want it. I see the difference and I want it. He almost Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I was, I was, I was walking. I know you can't tell that I walk, but I like to walk. Maybe if I walked more and ate less, maybe that would, maybe it would kind of balance out. I don't know. Hallelujah. But I like to walk right there connected to my house and the home church. There's about 36 acres there. I like to walk in the woods, and we got some trails in there. Especially when I'm getting ready to preach, I like to walk in there and pray and roll over in my mind what I'm going to be preaching. Roll those thoughts over and over. And and this this thought was going through my mind that I'm preaching to you tonight. Boy, so I'm kind of I'm in it, you know. I'm not really paying attention to where I'm stepping, and I'm walking, brother Moore. And I saw one of your best friends. <laughs> laying about five feet in front of me on the ground there's one of them old snakes and I feel about like Brother Moore feels about snakes I don't like them I don't care if they're not poisonous or poisonous or what they give me the creeps and uh, so I'm looking at this snake I, I, I freeze in my tracks and, and Brother Ford I'm looking at him and so my mind you know my, my computer up here it's working it's clicking, boys. It smoke's coming out my ears. I'm like, okay. I figured out what kind of snake this is. Some type of black snake, a black runner, maybe a, some type of rat snake, something. It's not poisonous. I'm fine. It's good. And it's not going to hurt me. And then just as I convince myself I'm going to be all right, I start hearing a rattling sound. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus. And so I'm, look, I, I'm, I'm already determined what kind of snake this is. I know it's not poisonous, but now I'm hearing a rattling sound. And so I look at the snake again. And I say, okay, it's, it's, it's not a poisonous snake. And I get down there by its tail, and I see that tail in them leaves doing like this. And man, if I hadn't have seen that snake doing that, I would have been up in the pulpit tonight telling you, be careful when you come to our church because there's a rattlesnake around there somewhere. I heard him. I didn't see him, but I heard him. But because I saw it with my eyes, I was able to process again and say, wait, no, no, no. This is still just a black snake. This ain't a poisonous, this ain't a rattlesnake. But can I tell you, I, I go home and, and I, I look that snake up, man, I just had to know. And, and I begin to study about that snake, and that's one of its tricks that it uses. 
to try to intimidate uh, a predator, to try to convince that predator that it's something that it's not, to try to intimidate them. And I... I come to tell somebody in the house of the Lord tonight uh, that giant that's trying to shout you down the reason why he's shouting so loud uh, is because he knows that you're greater uh, with the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you uh, than he could ever be uh, you've already all you've got to do is look at him uh, and see him for what he is uh, he's not really as big uh, and as bad uh, as he wants you to believe uh, I come to tell you in the house of the Lord, your gift is greater than your giant. Your gift is greater than your adversary. Your gift is bigger than any giant that would try to intimidate you and cause you to freeze up and try to paralyze you. It's time for you to realize that what I got is greater than this world. What I got is more powerful than any sin, than any addiction than any stronghold that would ever try to crush my spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what happened? When I convinced myself he he can't hurt me, you know what I did? I took a step toward that snake. You know what he did? He didn't stay there and try to talk to me. He didn't stay there and try to strike me. But he decided, you know what? My trick didn't work. I better get out of here. And he, he began to move on out my way. I come to tell you that obstacle that's standing in your way, as long as you keep standing still, as long as you keep trying to figure it out in your mind, I tell you it's time to just begin to stir something up on the inside. It's time to stir that gift up. Take the sword of the Word of God in your hand and say this is where my confidence is. This is where my power is. I'm not going to be crippled. I'm not going to be paralyzed. But I'm going to possess. I'm going to have the power of God at work in my life. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah, you can be seated. Now this, this is going to probably sound a little morbid, but have, have any of you ever had, especially an older family member, take you to, by the cemetery and uh, you, you're walking in amongst the tombstones, the headstones there, and they point out, well, there's there's Uncle So-and-so, and they begin to tell you about him. And they, man, that was a good person right there. They, man, they fought in the war, and man, they were willing to give it all. And they came back, and they, they struggled with this. But you know what? They would have gave you the shirt off their back, man. What a good person they, they were. And they'll take you by somewhere else, and they'll say, you know, this right here, uh, this, was, uh, this was your cousin over here on, on your mama's side. And, oh, man, let me tell you about them. And, and when you leave, man, you're kind of feeling pretty good about your family. You're kind of feeling pretty good about yourself. Uh, so tonight, if you'll just let me, I want to take you uh, on a spiritual journey uh, uh, to a cave called Machpala, where, uh, where they're... Uh, there lays uh, uh, testimonies. I'm, talk- I'm talking about uh, powerful testimonies uh, uh, that remind us of the gifts and the goodness of God. Uh, that remind us that we serve a God that is able. Uh, that remind us that we serve a God that's no respecter of person. Uh, and I tell you, if God did it for one of those, he'll do it for you. Uh, if God did it for your pastor, he'll do it for you. Uh, if God did it for your brother across the aisle, he'll do it for you. Uh, 
If somebody else has a testimony, it's God's will for you to have a testimony. If somebody else had a breakthrough in their life, hey, guess what? You can have that breakthrough in your life. If somebody else has overcome sin, and let me tell you, you yourself can overcome sin no matter what it might be, no matter what kind of hold it might have on your mind. Hey, there's enough testimony in this house to let you know God is able and God is greater than whatever you're facing in your spirit and whatever you're facing in your mind. Hallelujah. If I could take you by the grave there of, of Abraham. Man, if you could just hear the testimony of Brother Abraham that God called him out of the land of idol worship. Called him out of a land that he was familiar with and said, I'm taking you somewhere new. I'm taking you to a great place. And wherever you put your foot, I'm going to give it to you. Wherever you step, I'm going to give it to you and to your children. I'm going to give you power and dominion. And because of you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Oh, I've come to tell you about a testimony that said no matter where you came from, no matter who your mama or your daddy was, God can put a call on your life. And God can give you power. And God can give you dominion. And say, if you want it, wherever you put your foot, you can have it. If you want to be victorious, just go ahead and walk into it and let God move and work in your behalf and God's going to give it to you. I come to let somebody know if God did it for Abraham, he can do it for you. Satan's trying to tell you you're not good enough, you're not big enough, oh, but by the power of God, you can overcome and God can bless you and God can bless your children and God can work in your life. What about the testimony of Sarah? Testimony of Sarah that said, although she was past her time, and although when the Lord said, you're going to have a child, she laughed because she thought, how in the world can I have a child? Oh, but the next time you find her laughing, it was with a baby boy in her arms because God moved and worked in her life. And although she was past her time, and although science, and although the world said it's impossible, it can't happen, oh, God said, I keep my word, and I always fulfill my promises. So tonight, if you feel like you're past your time, if you feel like you're just all washed up and has been, can I tell you, God can cause you to laugh again. God can give you joy again if you feel like there's never going to be any happiness in your life again hey you can just think about sister Sarah and know if God did it for her God can do it for you you might feel like I'll never have a promise to hold but God can fulfill his word and he does fulfill his word he keeps his promises hallelujah what about what about brother Isaac that had a testimony it said, where God guides, God provides. I had a testimony that said, when I laid myself on the altar, when I allowed myself to be bound and placed on that altar, God had a ram in the thicket. Oh, whatever you put on the altar, God's not going to let it go to waste. 
God's not going to let it be destroyed. But God keeps those that are willing to lay themselves on the altar. And can I tell you, when you feel like you've gone just as far as you can go, there is a promise, a testimony in this house that when you lay yourself on the altar, when you lay your all on the altar, God's going to provide for you. God's going to make a way in your life. And God's not going to allow you to be destroyed. Oh, I want to tell somebody here tonight, it's God's will for you to lay your all down on the altar. It's God's will for you to make up your mind, God. No matter what I got to go through, no matter what I got to lose, no matter what I got to lay down, God, I'm putting it on the altar. And when I get up off that altar, you're going to have everything that I need waiting on me. I don't need that that I've laid down. I don't need those ropes that you've cut loose. I don't need that bondage that you've taken off my life. God, I'm moving forward in you. What about Rebecca? It had a testimony. It said God can make the barren fruitful. And even in the if it be so, why the struggle moment? God can let you know everything's going to be all right. She said, God, if it be so, why is there this struggle? God, if, there, if there's promise within me, why am I going through what I'm going through? Why is there such a struggle on the inside of me? Oh, and the enemy would have loved to convince her mind that, hey, it's not looking good. Things aren't right in, in your womb. Things aren't going right. Oh, but God said, I want you to rest assured what's happening in you is something great. There's two mighty nations that war on the inside of you. Oh, and something great and something miraculous is happening within you. And I want to encourage somebody tonight. You've been wondering God if it's really going to happen in my life then why am I struggling? If there's really a promise on the inside of me if there's really gifts on the inside of me God then why am I struggling like I'm struggling? I'm here to encourage somebody tonight. Oh God did it for Rebecca and he can do it for you. God let her know everything was going to be alright and can I tell you God's going to work it out in your life. You don't have to give up in the fight. You don't have to give up in the struggle but just keep holding on to the promises of God just keep holding on to what God is doing in your life he's not going to let his word fail he's not going to let his word return void but he's going to accomplish it can I tell you there's something being birthed on the inside of you it's the gifts of God it's the goodness of God in operation in your life what about Jacob that had a testimony that said no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been labeled as, God can change you and God can keep you and God can, can go with you no matter where life takes you. And God can bring you back to a place of change. And God can bring you back to a place where you make up your mind, God, I'm through with old, the life of Jacob. I'm through with being a deceiver. I'm through with being a surplanter. And God can change your name to Israel. For as a prince, you can have power with God and in God and through God. Can I tell you, it's not God's will for you to stay like you've always been. But it's God's will to change you to 
just like you changed Jacob. It's God's will to make you walk different just like you did for Jacob. It's God's will to bring you all the way back to Bethel just like you did for Jacob. And when he gets you back at Bethel, God wants to remind you, hey, there's still some things in your life that I want to do for you. I'm not finished working. I'm not finished moving in your life. My gifts are greater than what you're facing in your mind. My spirit is greater than what you're, what's going on on the inside of you and what's going on around you. Hallelujah. What about Leah? And a testimony that said although she was overlooked and although she was passed over and although she was undesirable, God said, I can take somebody like her and I can use her for my glory. I can take somebody like her and I can put her right in the middle of my plan. And from her would come Judah. And from her would eventually come Jesus Christ. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter what the world says about you. It doesn't matter if people overlook you and people try to brush you off and put you to the side. Oh, I'm here to tell you of a testimony that says no matter what they say about you, God can put you in the middle of his plan. God can use you for his glory. God can use you to do something great in his kingdom. Can I tell you, it's not over yet. Oh, but just let God put his hand on your life. Just let God... God's word work in your spirit. It's time that you make up your mind. I'm not going to let what others say about me intimidate me. I'm not going to let what the world labels me as keep me from doing the work of God. But I'm making up my mind. I'm going to have what God said was mine. Hey, these testimonies ought to let you know God is able to do anything in your life. God is able to turn you around. God is able to give you strength. God is able to give you direction and purpose in your life. Hallelujah. Woo! Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. God tell you when Caleb saw the giants he saw something greater than that. He put his confidence not in what he saw but he put his confidence in what God said. He put his confidence in the word of God and the promises of God. And Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. Oh, Caleb was a man. The word of God actually tells us that he had a different spirit about him. There was something different that came upon him. And when he saw Hebron, he didn't just see the giants that were there, but he saw, hey, this is a place I can live one day. This is something I can possess one day. And he made up his mind right then and there. Hey, I might have to wander around for a little while in the wilderness, but I'm making up my mind. Hey, I'm going to have what God said I could have. I'm going to possess what God said I could possess. Hey, Caleb was of the mind that said, why wait till tomorrow? Let's do it right now. Why wait till another day? Let's make up our mind to have what God said was ours now. Can I tell you, it's God's will to give you his promise. It's God's will to move and work and operate in your life. It's God's will for you to overcome. It's God's will for you to put that giant under your feet. It's God's will for you to have victory in your life. My wife would make her way to the music. Can I tell you today, there's a gift. There's a promise in this house. 
that's greater than any giant you'll ever face. It's greater than any obstacle you'll ever face. It's greater than any spirit that'll try to break you down, that will try to destroy you. It's greater than anything that could ever try to drag you down. Can I tell you, with this gift comes power. And with this gift comes dominion. And with this gift comes authority. God knows there's going to be things there for you to face. God knows there's going to be battles for you to fight. But God said, I'm going to give you everything you need to overcome. I'm going to give you everything that you need to be victorious. I'm going to give you everything that you need to come out on top. I wonder if right now if you would just stretch your hands up toward heaven all across this sanctuary. I wonder if you would lift your voice. Come on all across this sanctuary. And can I tell you the promise that's in this house? It wasn't just to Peter and those few that came after him. But can I tell you it was a promise that was from generation to generation. Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words that he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves. From this unto our generation. Can I tell you, there's some that will never make up their minds. There's some that will always just straddle the fence somewhere. But there are others that make up their mind, God, I need you in my life. I need you in my life. Oh, I wonder, would you lift your voice all across this sanctuary right now? Come on, there's a promise that says you can have victory. There's a promise that says it don't have to be the way that it's always been. There's a promise that says you can walk in newness of life. You can walk in dominion in the spirit. You can walk in authority. You can have the promises of God. But it's, it's not just, it's not just a maybe, but it's a promise. It's not just that it happens for some people, but not everybody. But it's a promise. I said it's a promise. If God filled me with we will serve the Lord. Pastor Moore, I can't tell you how many times my heart's been broken. I've seen them come in and they've been so worried about saving everybody else. That they never take time to save their self. Had a young lady sitting on my couch yesterday. She's too busy trying to worry about everybody else. Instead of just making up her mind and trying to save herself. Trying to save herself. Too busy wondering about this one. 
too busy wondering I'm, I'm going to try to get them to come and I'm going to try to get this one to come and, and I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to do that. Okay, I tell you, it's time for us to shake ourselves. I tell you, it's time for you to make up your mind. I've got to be saved. I've got to be saved. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to go to a devil's hell, but i got to be saved. Hallelujah. God, I'm just going to be bold in the Holy Ghost tonight. There's some of you that's more worried about your relationships with your earthly friends than you are with your relationship with God. And so you keep hitting your head up against the same walls. But tonight you need to make up your mind. I'm going to stir up the gifts of God that's in me. I'm going to stir up the promises of God that's within me. I'm making up my mind right now. Woo! I'm going to save myself. I'm going to save myself. I'm going to save myself. I'm going to do what i got to do to make sure I'm right with God. I'm going to, I'm, what I'm saying tonight, it's not, just, it's not just a selfish thing, but you can never save anybody. You can never help save somebody else. If you yourself are going in the wrong direction, you've got to make up your mind. I must be saved. Oh, let's lift our hands and lift our voices all across this house right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's some of you here tonight, you're almost convinced that it's not worth the struggle, that it's not worth the fight. If I was you, I would run to this altar right now. If I was you, I would run to this altar right now. And some of you, you're so worried about what I got to do to save this one. And you're so worried about what you got to do to help them make up their mind. Baby, if they don't make up their mind for themselves, you can't make it up for them. I said, you can't make it up for them. You got to decide, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to do this for my salvation. Because I promise you, if Pastor Moore could save you, every one of you would be saved. Every one of your children would be saved. But it comes down to a personal decision. It comes down to a personal commitment. It says, I'm going to pray as much as I need to. I'm going to be as faithful as i got to be. I must be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That giant's distracted you long enough. That wall of doubt has distracted you long enough. It's time to buy into the promises of God. It's time to think think of them as more than just words on a page. It's time for you to realize this is real. This is real. And I want it with all my heart. I want it with all my heart. I want it with all my heart. Caleb, you know we can't do it. No, 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 you don't understand. We can do it right now. We can make up our mind right now that the promises of God are greater than these giants. These promises are greater than our adversaries. His message said they were going to be there. 
the message of deliverance told us he was bringing us into a land that somebody's possessing right now but the message was Abraham possessed it Isaac possessed it oh Jacob possessed it and so can you hallelujah hallelujah come on there's a promise in this house I said there's a promise in this house come on you ought to pray like you hadn't prayed in a long time tonight you ought to search your soul like you haven't searched your soul in a long time tonight <laughs> Woo! I tell you what it's time to do it's time to take all those crutches that you've been using all those spiritual crutches you've been using and lay them on this altar tonight and say, I'm burning these excuses. I'm burning these excuses on the altar. Ooh, I must be saved. I must be saved. If my daddy don't want it, I still must be saved. If mama don't want it, I must be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel him in this house. Come on, I feel his nearness in this house. Come on, you ought to pray.